welcome to page eight. Today I'm joined by our community editor, Daniel Locke. How are you doing today, Daniel? Jack, I'm very good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk some Auburn sports. Did you have a good weekend of sports this I did. I did. Um, you know, it got started with a Red Sox loss on Friday night. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of was unfortunate. Um, Auburn won on Saturday. I covered that game for 1819 News, as I do every game. So, uh, good experience there. Sunday, I got a little bit of a break as my beloved New Orleans Saints played on Monday night, but got it done over to Carolina Panthers. So, ultimately, my sports weekend was pretty good. I got you. I mean, Auburn, I mean... That first half for Auburn was a little yeah, shaky. We'll little get into rough. that, but but yeah, in other news besides football, the volleyball right now is is continuing to being in the top twenty five of the nation. This is actually the first time in program history them being ranked. Uh, they they've lost I think their first ranked game they played, they did. and then now they're on a five game winning streak. But this weekend or Friday they're playing uh, number three Florida at home. I mean, that's that's their first ranked match. I mean, it's crazy to think that's the first ranked match in program history for them. And then, you know, I mean, what do you think about that? What do you think that's doing for, like, to – because, I mean, football, we've – and it's school. We're a big football school, but volleyball right now is looking pretty good. They have, and it's great, honestly, because a few short years ago, Jack, this program looked dead in the water. Um, during the shortened COVID season, they didn't win a set, believe it or not. Um, went 0 and 8 on the season, and then that was in the fall. And I believe I could be wrong, but they were supposed to play like a spring season as well, since the fall season got shortened, and they didn't even participate just because of how poorly things were going in the program. But Brent Crouch has really turned this program around, and he hasn't taken long to do it. Um, last year, you get to the second round for the second time in NCAA or second round of the NCAA tournament for the uh, first time in program history. And then, you know, this year you've been ranked not once, not twice, but three times, like three times in a row, which is just huge for the program. And like you were saying, this this Florida game, first ranked program or first ranked match in program history, it's huge. Hopefully a lot of people head out to the game um, at home, 630, Neville Arena, like you said. But this is put up or shut up time for Auburn. This is really when Auburn has an opportunity to prove like, yeah, like, we deserve these numbers by our name. Or, you know, we're good, but just not there yet. One of those things will happen this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a young team last year getting to the playoffs last year for the national championship. for life. I think the, what they were at, like a last-minute kind of addition last year. I remember like seeing the promo video of them being announced in it. But, yeah, it was a lot. To, I think like, at the end of last year, it was a lot of hope to build off. And, you know, it's very exciting for, the you know, the volleyball team here in Auburn. You know, some people to watch is Auburn's uh, middle blocker, Kendall Kemp. And I think uh, she'll be very interesting to watch this game against Florida, see how she does. I know she's coming off of a really big game against UAB. So, I mean, a lot of excitement here on the Plains for the volleyball team. Uh, but then going to our usual news, which the football team, there's excitement, but then there's also that bit of maybe disappointment, maybe not fully trusting in what we see, like the product we're getting. I mean, what do you think so far? So kind of so far for the year, I think it's kind of on par. Um, the non-conference schedule worked probably as well as it could have for Hugh Freeze in the first year of his tenure. You played a group of five caliber team in UMass. I believe they're independent, but still on that mid-major level. Um, that you know isn't insanely good. They're much better than they were a few years ago, but... They were able to test Auburn in some areas that Auburn needed a test in. Then, 
you go out to Cal to take on a, a Power 5 opponent that's not a contender in their conference, kind of middle of the pack, lower part of that middle, but very, very good on the ground. And after week one, a lot of Auburn fans were saying, like, we need to see what this ground defense can do. So a very good test there. And then Sanford, they love to throw the ball so that uh, the DBs got a good workout. Unfortunately, a little bit too much of one, um, as there are a lot of injuries in that room. Keontae Scott will be out for a few weeks. He had surgery on Monday. So hopefully Nehemiah Pritchett will play for the first time this season against Texas A&M. Um, I believe Donovan Kaufman's supposed to be in the lineup. So hopefully the injury bug will get through Auburn early. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by about Georgia time, hopefully the team's about 100%. But this upcoming stretch of Texas A&M, Georgia, and LSU is going to be brutal, Jack. Oh, yeah. It's it's definitely going to be a rough stretch coming up for Auburn. This is going to be a do-or-die kind of going forward, you know, seeing what Freeze can do. Like, can he coach this team to seven wins, which I think he can. I don't know if we have the talent. Um, I, the thing that that's going to be holding us back right now going into these games, I feel like – defensively not too scared like i feel like her defense is good enough to win games with but you gotta score points you do and offense has not been this like hey we're in the red zone we're gonna score no it might be like we're in the red zone we might settle for a field goal or can we get to the red zone i mean like with peyton thorne going to robbie ashford you know i think we're still after last this week against sanford has really showed that we're Leaning on Thorne to be the guy, and I, th- I think that was kind of a given. Thorne, I think, he's got the better arm right now. It's just a matter of can he make those throws when he needs to make them throws. I mean, I mean, it's against Sanford, I know. He looked all right. I felt like he should have been had a great game in the first half. Like, fir- like, the first half, I felt like he should have just dominated. But Sanford's defense, looks, I mean, played pretty well. So I felt like it should he should have been done by the halftime and had Ashford come in the second half. But we didn't see that because the offense is just not there yet. I mean, what have you thought about our offense so far this season? Well, obviously, Jarquez Hunter has been expected to be a breakout star this year. We haven't really seen that yet. He didn't play against UMass. Um, and then Cal was just kind of a mediocre game. The offensive line, though, has been a real bright spot, a mm-hmm. huge step up from last year. The receiver core, Jay Fair's been really impressive. And I think in due time, Thorne will get it going as well. Yeah, the offensive line last year was definitely rough. I mean, Tank Bigsby, Ashford, they were fighting for their lives just to get yards. This year, we haven't seen that as much. Uh, I think it's definitely improved. I mean, you saw it with Freeze and his recruiting trail this year. Like he, That was a big focus, like the offensive line. I think it was like the first time in – well, I think was it 2018, 20, like 19 or 2017, I think, where like we had this many offensive linemen coming in. Yeah. And, you know, I and for Jarquez, I was on that boat right now. I mean, last week I literally thought, I mean, I thought he was going to be like a 100-yard rusher against Sanford. I don't know if he just hasn't got that rhythm going or, it's, you know, I know he's had been spinning for a little bit. But hopefully I feel like once he gets going, the offense will get going because I feel like we're going to really lean heavy on him. And Austin just hit. I feel like the running, like that's always kind of how we've been the last few years. It's just like, all right, the running backs, they're going to carry the load. We're going to have like 200 yards on 50, 60 carries, like just constantly just running the ball. But I slowly, that's kind of just not happening. Where I mean, Freeze, you know, he's coached some players that were 
very like I mean, Bo Wallace at Ole Miss. Like it was, so I was really interested to see how he would do with Thorne. Hopefully, he can keep molding Thorne into something that's going to be a good like game manager at least that can win games, that can take control of games, not make those crucial mistakes. So I mean. I felt like we saw a bit of an improvement. I mean, do you think we saw improve? I like if we did, it was the slightest bit of improvement this past week with Thorne. I did see some improvement. Um, I thought the decision making, minus those two pretty bad ones mm-hmm. um, on the two picks, were better, or was better. And I kind of expect that to continue, and I'm glad that he showed signs of progression. I'll be honest, this team isn't where I would like it to be at this point. I was kind of hoping that they would be a little bit further ahead, kind of developmentally on the offensive side of the football, heading into SEC play. I, I was kind of hoping they'd have more things figured out, but you know, it's, just, it's not a perfect world, and they're just not at that point. Yeah. Speaking of the SEC, the SEC right now is just—it's. I mean, it's out there. Like I don't. I've asked everyone so far that's been on page eight this year. Like, who do you think? SEC, like, who do you think the people are coming out of the East, the West? Because it's, I mean, like, even in college football in general right now, it doesn't feel like there's that team. Like, there's a team like that team's winning the national championship or that team's going get, to get to the championship. Like, it feels like every team might ha- have a loss on their record. I mean, there's probably, there'll probably be some undefeated teams, but it feels like anyone could lose and anyone can win right now. Yeah. Um, out of the East, I'm going to go Georgia. I know that's a basic mm-hmm. answer. A lot of Auburn fans won't like it, but. The facts are the facts. This team's really good. And if I had to pick a dark horse out of the East, like I still believe in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I know they lost to Florida um, pretty good to multiple scores. But I'm still confident in Tennessee, and I think they'll get it back going on track. Out of the West, like LSU, it's hard to pick against them right now. Mm-hmm. But I will never count out a Nick Saban team. So obviously things aren't going well in Tuscaloosa right now relative to the expectations, but I wouldn't be shocked if towards the end of the year Alabama gets rolling. Yeah, I mean, with Alabama and Tennessee right now, both, I know, especially Alabama because we've seen it recently with Milton just, uh, or Milrow, sorry. I was about to say Tennessee. With Milton for Tennessee, I know people have been kind of like starting to question, is he the guy? Same thing with Milrow. I feel like Saban, I don't know if this was his plan, but it seemed like, Hey, Saban was showing everyone Milrow is the guy against South Florida. Because, I mean, that was a rocky game. And then going back to Milton with Tennessee, it's – he. I mean, he's got the – he ha- has an arm talent. He does. Like, I get it. Like, it's kind of like you see a lot of players over time of college football, NFL, that are just like, oh, they, he's got this huge arm. But that's not going to – that's not going to win game because, like – Going to Alabama last year with Bryce Young. Bryce Young, I feel like he had the best two-minute drive in college football. Like he just, you need a player that can just do that. Like Caleb Williams, yeah. like you need these players that are gonna make the plays, like be accurate, not fold in those moments. And we, I don't feel like we've had that QB right now this year in the SEC. I mean, maybe Jaden Daniels is probably like. I mean, that's I'm leaning a little bit him maybe. I mean, KJ Jefferson also is a really good QB for Arkansas. Um. But it's just like there's not that QB, I feel like, this year in the SEC that's like the big standout. Because, I mean, last year we had three draft picks that went early. You had Levis, you had Richardson, and you had Young. So I, I don't know what's like is the state of the SEC right now. I feel like it's going to be a down year. So it, I think it's it's very exciting sort of in a way because it's like 
new for college football because I think everyone's kind of used to seeing like SECs and SEC. It's always, yeah. but this this is the year where it's like, oh, let's see what's going to happen. Anything can happen. That, that's I think that's what makes years like this fun. Yeah. So I would agree. Yeah. What, what were some standout games for you this weekend too? Um, obviously kind of like we talked about Florida, Tennessee, I didn't see that one coming, but I was like, wow, that, that was a barn burner. Yeah. Tennessee would have had won in Florida since like 2003. Yeah. Something crazy like that. South Carolina played Georgia really close. Uh, Georgia Mm -hmm. only won 24 to 14. The Wyoming Cowboys held the number four Texas Longhorns to 31 points. Alabama did not hold Texas to 31 points. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's. I, and plus it was at home, so, but that's... Oh, and the big one, speak of, speak of the devil, the number 10 Alabama Crimson Tide going down to Tampa, Florida to play a group of five team on the road in the South Florida Bulls, a team that won one game last year, and they mm-hmm. won only won 17-3. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I feel like it may have been different with Milrow in. Not sure. Hard to say, but Alabama has looked shaky this year. I mean, again, it is hard, as you said, hard to count on a Nick Saban team because, I mean, he is the I mean, greatest college coach of all time. I mean, it's there's really not much of a debate now. So I, it's very interesting to see what he's going to do. I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's retiring. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I mean, know either. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's one of those things. I know the video of him coming out, going in the tunnel during the rain delay was going around. So, I mean, it's very interesting this year. Uh you know, you. I think for me, the games this weekend that stood out: BYU, Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas, like you saw KJ Jefferson fight in that one, and then Missouri though yes. beating Kansas State fifteenth, and they like that's. I I, don't, I didn't expect Missouri to have that in them, but that was an amazing kick to watch. Uh, I think was it like sixty one yards. Sixty one yarder. That was incredible way to end that game. Uh, some good like games like that was good to watch. Georgia, South Carolina, going back to that. Georgia again just. Suns up like that first half. They cannot their offensive game plan just does not work. And I feel like if they were to find that offense, then it would be again like last couple of years we're like, oh, Georgia's winning the national championship. Yep. But since that offense has not been clicking, you know, I mean they had Stetson Bennett, they, which I think may have been a little bit underappreciated because I know a lot of people didn't think he was all that, but he still was a good enough QB to win games in college. I mean, sure he has weapons around him. But that's the same thing with like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I'm not okay, not comparing Joe Burrow to Stetson Bennett, but saying team wise, you know, Joe Burrow had this stacked LSU team around him. Two top ten wide receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL right now playing yeah. with him. It's just incredible. It's but like there's still got to be a driver, and that and that was Joe Burrow, and that was Stetson Bennett for those yep. those national championship teams. So it's very to see how what Georgia's going to do to figure out. I, f- I feel like once they figure it out, they'll get going. I do too. But I, I just don't know. I don't – I don't. Georgia is going to be – I still feel like that defense is just so good. I mean, just the way that Kirby Smart is like recruited, that defense is insane. I mean, it's it's very it built very big and fast. It's just like – and like we're used to seeing that with Alabama. And now, you know, you have Alabama's all like line getting pushed around. You're having all this like against South Florida. You're not, you're not used to that. So – it's gonna be an interesting year this year. Like, who's gonna make it into the SEC championship? But getting into this weekend, start off with some conference play. Kentucky at Vanderbilt. I'm feeling Kentucky in this game. I, I don't am know. too. Yeah, I always want to root for Vanderbilt in this because it's like the little brother. 
of yeah. the conference. I love Vanderbilt, but but I mean they they did lose a close one this weekend. They lost to Unit UNLV by three points. It was I I had thought Vanderbilt would pull it out there, but I did too. Yeah. So yeah, Kentucky in that one. I'm feeling now the big one right here, Ole Miss at Alabama. That one. Again, hard to count out an Alabama team that's led by Nick Saban. But I might go Ole Miss. I, th- I think I'm going Ole Miss this one. Yeah, um, I actually just uh, completed my picks and a pick them this week right before we started recording here, and I picked Ole Miss, and I picked Alabama to beat Texas. Like, I just I don't pick against Alabama, particularly when they're at home in Bryant-Denny Stadium, but this time I did. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And how about the Lane Kiffin storyline? Like, you know, everyone knows that he wants to beat Nick Saban, and this is his best shot yet. Probably will be his best shot ever. Yeah, I mean, Saban, what was he, 24-0, like, against his uh, former staff, and then Jimbo was the one to finally just yep. break that streak. So, I mean, see if Kiffin can finally – Kiffin's come close. Like, looks like he's – like, I think last year he kind of uh, – their game against them – kind of felt like you know he was gonna yeah. do it but didn't happen i feel like this could be the year that happens for Ole miss but, i'll I mean, definitely be tuned in yeah i mean i was trying to think like when's the last time Ole miss has beaten how it was because i know it was when freeze was there yeah it was with freeze 2014 and 15 yeah and then it was that, i think that was with bo wallace or was it kelly um i think 14 was with wallace 15 was with kelly okay and then and then you have UTSA at Tennessee. I think Tennessee will have that kind of like easy little bounce back game, kind of try to get their like get their rhythm going again after just getting like sucker punched by Florida. You know, you got to figure that out. I mean, what do you think Tennessee's going to do this game? Um, I would like to say that they don't cover, but because mm-hmm. UTSA is kind of one of those sneaky good group of five teams, but they're not happy at home. Neyland Stadium, three o'clock. Tennessee gets it done yeah. convincingly. Here's a, another good one this weekend is Arkansas LSU. I'm going to LSU. Should be a fun matchup. KJ Jefferson versus Jaden Daniels. Uh, I think LSU probably wins this by like seven. I have a feeling. It'd probably be close, but LSU, seeing them pulling away late. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Then Charlotte at Florida. I think another game for Florida just to kind of come back and probably get that momentum going, keep it going, what they've just built after beating Tennessee. So I think that would be good like because Florida, you know, against Utah, I feel like after losing that game, they've just kind of got little rocks. They're a little shaky. So I think after this Tennessee win, they can probably get some momentum going, get that, like, SEC, like, I guess, prestigious name because I feel like we've kind of – the SEC's kind of lost that this year after mm-hmm. like losing those big games early in the season. So I agree. And then UAB at Georgia. Georgia, I mean, I mean, Blaze on, but Georgia's, you know, I think they've got this. It's they, obvious. they do. And so I think another thing to watch for that, though, is again, watch the offense, see if Georgia can get things going. I mean, it's that's that's the only telling thing with all. I mean, sorry, excuse me. Georgia is getting that offense going because their defense will, I mean, be stout all game. So Yeah. And then Memphis at Missouri. I'm going to go Missouri on this one. I think Missouri also is – I mean, they're, they're looking at, what, 3-0 now? It's, I yeah, 3-0. I mean, 
I mean, not many programs can say that. I mean, you know, who you wouldn't be thinking Alabama's the two and one team between Missouri and them. So I mean, good old Missouri. Yeah, um, kind of a a neutral site game, and technically, but you know, it's in the state of Missouri at the Dome in America Center in uh, St. Louis, former home of the St. Louis Rams, uh, back in the day before they moved um, out to Los Angeles, but. I'm not really concerned for Missouri's ability to win. I think they're going to do so and do so convincingly. This Memphis team just isn't what it's been in past years, so I'm I'm counting on Missouri. And then Mississippi State at South Carolina. Ah, uh, this this one's tricky. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go South Carolina. Yeah, just because a home. they're at home and b they kept it close with Georgia while Mississippi State got the brakes blown off them by LSU last week. So I definitely feel like South Carolina's in a better place mentally. But the thing is, I mean, I'm going to look at who South Carolina has week five right now. Oh, and I'm glad I did because week five, they're on the road at Tennessee. So this could definitely be a game where you get caught sleeping. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think with South Carolina, like I I want to believe in Beamer Ball. I do. I do too. (laughs) It's like, and then Rattler... He's so like up in the air. Like sometimes, like you look like that QB. That's oh, this guy could go. Like he's going to league. And then there's other times where like, what is he doing? Just so that, I, it's so we'll see. That's a, I mean, I think it's another really good matchup. It probably should be close. I don't know if it'd be high score. I feel like it could be like one of those like a seventeen seventeen type ball game. I could see that. Yeah, and then finally, Auburn is headed to Texas A and M. I oof. This is a tough one. It is. I guess before Sarah picks, what is your expectations for the game? I think it'll be close. Um, let's see. What's the over under? Okay, the over under is fifty one and a half. I'm hammering the under on this. Okay. Um. And you know, an eleven o'clock kick always benefits the road team, particularly when you're playing the game in your own time zone. Um, so you don't have to adjust your body clock, but I really think, I think that Auburn at least keeps it close. Um, ESPN's football power index is giving the Aggies a 67.2% chance to win Auburn at 32.8. Um, but I don't know. I, I think Auburn gets it done. I do. What do you think are going to be the keys for them to win? Pretty much. Do you think it's going to be Thorne? Not making mistakes. You think it's gonna be the running game going? If Thorne can just throw one interception, <laughs> and not not anymore. Yeah. Um, getting the run game going will be huge. I think like this could be a game where if two running backs can go off. If Auburn can produce two 100 yard rushers, I really feel like that really paves the way to an Auburn win. Obviously, the defense is banged up, um, and this is an A and M team that's shown they can score. Um, so that is a little concerning, but if Auburn can just kind of hang around, I really like their chances. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one just because I could see Auburn screwing around just winning this and like just showing up. But I think I gotta go Texas A and M. I just I don't think Auburn is fully ready for that SEC like play right now. I I don't see that's fair. I just don't see it yet. I don't see an SEC like ready team right now. I just, like after Cal, 
And I mean, we played Cal, UMass, and Sanford. It's just I haven't seen anything that says we're going to be competitive in conference play yet. But, hey, I'll be biting my tongue maybe next week because I've bitten my tongue a lot on things recently, saying the defense is going to regress and thinking Jarquez was going to get hot last week, which could be this week. I mean, it could, could be, be, as you said, like know. this could be the year, uh, the week that the running game gets going. The running, like, because I think if the running game does get going, I Auburn wins this game, I feel like. Auburn, Agreed. if we can get things clicking, because I, I feel like the running back room is good. The offensive line is good enough to, like, get things going. And then our receiving core, it's just, again, comes down to Thorn. Like, just manage the game. Just be that factor that can just decide win or lose. Like, get that first down. That's crucial. Get, you know, get keep the ball moving. Don't go three and out, starting out. Because, I mean, it, it could be a punt fest. It could, like, it could be, be. The, like the Cal game. That could so, very well happen. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, it, I mean, is there any players to watch for you on the defensive side? Um, I'm looking at Marcus Harris. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Eugene Asante. I'm looking at Keldrick Falk. I think getting some, getting some beef going up front yeah. and holding Texas A&M back. I re- I really feel like that starts in the front seven. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a skeleton crew in the backfield. You're without Keontae. But you should have DK, Donovan Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have Nehemiah Pritchett. Obviously, you'll have DJ James, Jalen Simpson, Sylvester Smith, Kai and Lee. So hopefully all those guys together can make some magic happen and, you know, really patrol the air attack. Yeah. And we'll see you coming this Saturday. We will. So thank you uh, for joining me today, Daniel. Please like and subscribe, follow, share with a friend. And thank you for listening to Page 8. Thank you.